Hey, what's up everybody? My name is Jay Helms and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. So today's episode is a little different. I'm starting to mentor a handful of folks that come from all different walks of life. And and Bryce is one of those guys who, um, quite frankly, I look up to for, for the job that he does because he is a mechanic at a gold mine in North Pole, Alaska. So if you know anything about me, you know I hate cold weather. So just the fact that he's up there uh, in in the elements. I mean, we're recording these episodes in March, and we're talking about, you know, we kind of get into the first little bit here about how cold it is up there versus down here and what the normal conditions are. And it's just it's amazing. It just blows my mind. So um, key points for today or main points for today, uh, I want to introduce you to Bryce. Uh, get to know him a little bit. Uh, that's what we'll kind of do the first several minutes of this this episode. Uh, he has one rental. It's a duplex, uh, but he's looking to add uh, more small to medium multifamilies to his portfolio. And he brought up an idea I've never heard before, or if I did, I forgot it, that you are supposed to double in size every time you buy a new property. So if you have a duplex, you're going to go to a fourplex. If you have a fourplex, you go to an eight, uh, which is an interesting strategy that really uh, – provoke me to think about my next move. So anyway, uh, we get into um, how four units is essentially the same as a 12 unit building. I think he's looking at uh, a 14 unit building, which we're going to talk about more in another episode. Uh, but also, you know, he's in North Pole, Alaska, the properties that he are, he's looking at are in Montana, which he's originally from. So we get into talking about long distance investing and what that's going to require for for a, a team to be able to do that. Okay, so uh, those are the key takeaway points. Introduce you to Bryce. Uh, talk about his portfolio a little bit. Talk about long distance investing, and uh, that's it. Okay, let's get after it. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Very much the same. Very much the same. It is. Uh, what is it? It's six thirty here. What, it's a, what's it? Two thirty there. Three <laughs> thirty. Yeah, three thirty. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, got. Uh, Remind me again. Where Where are you at specifically in Alaska? North Pole. North Pole. That's right. Yeah. So I woke up this morning thinking it was cold here. We had a little cold snap coming in, but I don't want to mm-hmm. tell you what that means for me. So <laughs> <laughs> we're a little warmer. We've been about twenty degrees for about a month. It's been a it's been a real decent February. We really nice. February can be tricky. It can either be forty below or twenty above. So I'm digging the twenty above. Yeah. Montana was where I'm originally from there. They're knocking like forty some below right now. They're having wow. a really weird, really weird cold snap. I I just got back from austin texas and it was actually pretty cold for texas there i mean it was in the 40s there yeah that's what it is this morning i think 
I haven't looked yet, but I just I noticed it was hard to get out of those covers this morning. <laughs> oh, I, there was something different about the cold in Texas, though. It was, um, it uh, it definitely felt cold, like forty degrees up here, man. I'd be walking around in a t-shirt, really. I mean, yeah, it's uh, we're starting to get a lot more daylight though, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in, De- in December we have our shortest day of the year. There's only three hours and forty one minutes of actual direct sunlight. That's that's incredible. So how do you how do you uh, how do you gold mine when there's only three hours of daylight? I guess you don't oh, during that period. Oh no, we were on twenty four seven. Oh, are you okay? okay? Yeah, I work at a big enough big enough operation that it, it that it operates twenty four seven. I got you. They've got just big, ginormous <clears throat> lights and stuff like light plants that they put up and different things like that. So, plus the headlights on everything. I mean, it's slow. It actually really doesn't slow down too much at all. If you get a big snow, it slows down. Yeah. But, so, uh, for clarity, what's a big snow for North Pole, Alaska? Um, a foot. I mean, this year we haven't got that much snow really at all. I mean, I think we've maybe accumulated a little over three feet of snow. Okay. Which really, really isn't too bad. A couple of years ago, I mean, I think it was five, six feet, but I think right around there, the five foot, five foot's pretty average. I mean, there are years where it, uh, it can get a lot, a lot more, but the goofy thing about normally the snow up here is it's so dry up here. It's actually considered an Arctic desert. So it's, the the snow is just so dry. It's, it's like powdered sugar. And for the longest time when I was up here, like the air really did not move. So you'd have seriously like three, four feet of snow on top of a power line pole. So just a big oh, wow. circle of snow stacked up. But this year it's been fairly windy. That's pretty wild. That's probably the difference between the uh, the cold in Austin, Texas. It's probably filled with humidity. If you're not used mm-hmm. to that, then it's. It uh, feels good. It, it chills you. Yeah. Yeah. It chills you right to the bone. Well, and, Good morning. What's on your mind, buddy? Not much, brother. Got uh, I uh, got a, not approved, but I got pretty much everything pre-approved for a lender down in Montana. Okay. So there's a couple couple more things I got to send him, so we can kind of start. The realtor I have on there is a very good friend of the family's, who's she does some investing herself. So that yeah. that's kind of she hooked me up with one of her lenders. So kind of got two people, you know, yeah. in um in that aspect and now it's kind of it, like i say i got a couple more things i need to send him um as far as uh taxes from last year and the last yeah. couple of pay stubs and stuff like that but he looked it over and said no, no on paper this looks great so yeah. we can start moving forward at looking for a property down there did you uh so so you haven't found anything you're just getting pre-approved so when you do find something you can say here's my pre-approval letter right yeah, absolutely. Marie's been kind of, we, we've talked up and she's like, okay, as soon as we get that, we just need to come up with a number. Um, yeah. and, and talking with this guy, it's, he owns nine rental properties in, uh, in the area that I, I want to get one in kind of starting out. And the rent, he said, actually, it's a lot higher than I thought. It ranges from eight fifty to 1250 a month. Oh, wow. Okay. And you can, you can, uh, and you can generally get someone in places. I mean, I think a single family, if you, you found it right, you could get into it for fifty, sixty thousand. Yeah. <clears throat> Which um, hits that one percent rule, even in some cases, I guess two percent rule if you find the right one, right? Yeah. Or or yeah, if you can find a you know, a duplex or a fourplex at a decent yeah. decent deal. There's a couple 
um, 12 unit apartment buildings that I've been looking at, but I don't know if I want to quite jump into that yet without having a, a really good system in place. You know, yeah. I kind of want to start out with, like I say, like a, maybe a small single family or a fourplex. You know, I was kind of listening to a podcast the other day is of you always, you know, maybe push for a 50% increase every time, right? Like the next, like I got a duplex now, oh, right? The number. The next one. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So we're mo- moving at 150% of each one. Yeah. Type of a thing. I'm following um, you. Mm-hmm. That's it's an interesting strategy. I've never heard that before, but I like mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, but when it comes down to it, man, um, whether it's four units or it's 12 units, it's all the same, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just more tenants, but if you price it right, whether it's a four unit or 12 unit, you're going to have a, in, in your case, you've got to have a property manager, right? I mean, I don't think yeah. you're, you're going to try to do it from, from where you're at. Are you? No, no, no. And, and that leads into some pretty awesome things too. Cause I have a lot of family back in that area and I've, yeah. I have a sister who would do very well at property management. So it's, it'd be kind of fun to see, like I say, with, with a couple of units or whatnot, be like, Hey, take these over and who knows down the road, start our own property management firm. Because I don't, from everything I've gathered, like some of the property managers aren't the greatest in the great falls area. Yeah. I don't know why, but it sounds like that's a, I guess I've been very spoiled up here. Like I had a great property manager up here that they did phenomenal. And yeah. uh, I also talked with uh, my old property manager when I lived in college lady that I used to rent from who is kind of crazy but a really good like crazy for <laughs> crazy for college students right she's very very uh on the ball and has all you know had all the T's crossed and yeah. I's dotted so I I was the other day I was like man I need to call Monica because she would that she would be the perfect um property manager which she is she's done very well yeah. So she was all excited to hear from me because apparently we were like the best college kids that ever rented from her. So she went on and on about, <laughs> it's so funny how like doing, like doing the right thing, like we'll pay dividends down the road. Yeah, because, you just never know. You just never know. Hey, one oh, thing, rem- go ahead. What's that? Go for it. I was going to mention before I forget, uh, make sure check your uh, local laws. Uh, there's something about it in the state of Florida I think it's in the state of Florida. I know specifically in the state of Alabama, unless you have your broker's license, which is weird, uh, unless you have a real estate broker's license, you cannot show anybody else's property as a potential rental uh, mm-hmm. to a potential tenant. Okay. Unless you have, unless it's your property individually or you have your broker's license. So I don't know. I don't think, I think that's a state by state. So check with your local laws or maybe something there that, um, and obviously there's some ways to get around that, right? If, if you set up an LLC and you're, you employ your sister on a salary basis, okay. I've yep. heard of guys doing that. Um, but just make sure you check with your local laws and see what, what's, uh, what's required to legal. Okay. That's awesome. You don't want to get, you don't want to get yourself in trouble by trying to help your sister out. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't want to go. Yeah. Get in trouble right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. How's everything on your end? How's that 42 unit? Uh, it's coming along. Uh, we're, you know, it's, um, it's coming along. 
it's it, it's it's had a long way to go but it's hopefully by the end of this year our goal by the end of this year is we're going to be able to um refinance so it's almost mm-hmm. like a burr strategy right um refinance and pay all the investors back their their original investment and then oh, it's wow. going to be dividend checks uh from there so it's going it's going pretty good it just didn't happen as fast as so september of this year will be um, two years. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a pretty good, you know, pretty good return. Uh, but it just didn't happen as fast as we probably, it probably should have. Um, main reason is because we went through a property manager transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First one did not work out as well. Uh, second one's doing great. Um, and then we also have made our ways through, a few different general contractors just guys okay. not cutting the mustard when it came to it. So, yeah, that's gotta be a pain. And that's, yeah, it's, it's required a lot more time of a lot more of all of our time than, than anybody really cares to, to put focused on it. You know, you want to have a good crew with you that just says, Hey, here's, here's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Call me when it's finished. Yep, exactly. Don't call me when you say, hey, we're done, and I have to go up there, and uh, we're not done, you know? Like, I don't want to be walking through these units, inspecting them, and stepping wet paint. Hey, everybody. I want to take a break from the action real quick and point you over to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. It's one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. Um, Annie Dickerson, who leads up the academy there. I've met her. I met her at a conference last year. I uh, wanted to meet her because she is actually on uh, one of our posts, uh, 12 sites every financial freedom seeker should know about. Uh, the things that they're doing at Good Ag Investments, uh, I'm just amazed by. Uh, she had a very successful W-2 career, but also, uh, I think it was last year, uh, 2018, she was able to pull her parachute cord and become a corporate dropout and focus on real estate investing full time. So, and by that, I mean her and her partner are now syndicating deals through their uh, corporation, Good Egg, Good Egg Investments. And what I'm most impressed by these these ladies, what they're doing is they closed, I think it was around 3,500 doors last year. Um, and now they're teaching, they've launched this course, Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. Uh, to teach people what it really means to become a passive real estate investor and working with syndicators, whether you work with them or not, it helps you understand what a passive real estate investor is all about. So check them out. We have a specific link for you. You can find it at helmsrei.com slash P-R-E-I-A. All right, let's get back to it. Oh, yeah. You know, which was a real world scenario that happened. So. <laughs> It just seems, yeah, that just must be a nationwide thing because Montana or back where I'm from, yeah. even up here, like contractors are just so hard. If a person had to be a good contractor, it can't be that hard. I mean, just do what you say you're going to do, show up on time. Like a person could really do good if they were like a, a, a you know, good quality work and actually yeah. got it done. I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody would ever have any issue finding mass amounts of work anywhere they go. Yeah. And one of the things that hurt us, um, is right when we started this project, um, there's a hurricane that went through Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. I forget the name of the hurricane, but a lot of our really good general contractors and laborers from the area, you know, they took off to Texas. Yep. Well then, um, 
you know, so that kind of hurt us a little bit. There was actually uh, one guy that, that stuck around and we talked to him about doing some stuff and he was like, look, why would I go? Why would I follow everybody out there? And when now that everybody's gone, there's plenty for me to do around here, but his prices were outrageous. You know, he kind of saw the opportunity and said, Hey, if I'm going to do this job, it's going to, but he, he came in way over what everybody else mm -hmm. did. So it was, we finally, you know, we finally, everything kind of settled down and we're, we're uh, I'm real confident at the direction we're taking right now. So good. Yeah. Awesome. What else is no, on really, Not much, brother. Like I said, kind of jet lagged a little bit, getting ready to go back to work. But yeah. uh, <laughs> no, on, on, Monday on morning calls day. will do that for you, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I forgot. I forgot it was Monday. For some reason, I thought I'd done it for Tuesday. And the last night I looked at it and went, oh, all right. Well, it's time to go to bed here a little early. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be up on time. Um, no, just trying to get slowly, a, a, you know, kind of a, a system in place it's it's tax season so trying to get my taxes done up here i can't imagine what yours are like Oof. uh i got a stack of papers over there this thick that i've got to yep. do some sort of, sort of sorting to go give them to my cpa but i don't even want to do that you know because no. i just i hate tax i hate the whole idea i wish they would come up with a, a flat tax or fair tax whatever you want to call it and just be done with it you know yep pay Everybody pay 10% and be done. Be done. That's, that's it. Um, what, you know, I, I like the fair tax. Have you ever read anything on the fair tax? Uh -uh. So basically it, it, um, it taxes you on what you consume, right? So think of um, when you go buy a gallon of milk, all right? Mm -hmm. Be a tax on top of that. So let's just call it 10%. So you pay on that front end. Uh, and that's it. There is no, there is no, uh, filing at the end of the year. There's nothing. It's a, and this is the way I understand it. I'm sure I'm getting this wrong. So if anybody hears this, they're going to call me out, which is fine. Uh, but it's basically a consumption tax, right? So, mm -hmm. um, what that does is that helps get every, uh, every transaction that happens, whether you buy mm -hmm. a Lamborghini or you buy a cup, you know, a, a gallon of milk, I was about to say a cup of milk. Who buys a cup of milk? I got to go get some more coffee. Yeah. But the idea there is that, you know, <clears throat> illegal workers or people who just deal in cash, you know, now they're actually contributing back to the system because mm -hmm. when they go to buy these essential products and needs and stuff like that, they're paying the same tax rate as everybody else. And I'm like, yep maybe I'm thinking about this is too easy and I haven't really thought this all the way through, but this just makes complete sense. You know? Yeah. As a consumer, I'm, that wouldn't be bad at all. The businesses yeah. might be a pain. Yeah. No, I don't think it changes things for, for businesses. Right. Okay. To, um, I didn't talk to my CPA, but I've got, a, I used to have a CPA as a client or excuse me. I do have a CPA as a client and I asked them, I said, if this were to happen, are you, would you be concerned about your job? And they're like, no, I mean, there's so much, you know, there's a part of our business that is, you know, filing these tax returns for individuals, mm -hmm. but the bulk of what we do where we spend our time is on business tax returns. And through that fair tax act, it's, um, it would not change that. So, wow. That would be pretty cool. I like that. Cause I, yeah. 
I hate it, especially with all these. I think that's why a lot of people get into real estate is, is the major tax advantages, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I was just listening to one strategy that like, it was kind of intriguing was putting yourself on a 15 year plan, right? And you buy a house every 15 years, have it paid off. And then you borrow them, you know, you refinance it after yeah. that first property's paid off in 15 years. And then you just roll that back into the cycle, you know, yeah. I was like, that's genius. Yeah. Were they talking about 1031 exchanges? No, they weren't talking. It was strictly just, um, say buy and holding properties, right. Okay. And renting it out yeah. for cash flow. And then, so you buy one property one year and you plan to have it paid off in 15 years. Well, then gotcha. year two, you buy another property and have that set up to pay off in 15 years. Well, at I the end you. of the 15 years, you go back in and you refinance it because that loan's paid off. Yeah. And then, I mean, on paper, it sounds great. Say, yeah, <laughs> you just, you're, you're able to live on a hundred, say by then it appraises for more. So you're able to live on a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollar house for tax free, basically for that yeah. year. And then you just yeah. keep rolling it that way. That's a pretty interesting strategy. That's yeah, that is one way that I wonder if anybody wonder, uh, I'd love to talk to somebody who's in year 10 of that strategy and see how, how it's played out for them. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think any David Green, I think, was talking about it. Yeah. Um, I think maybe that was just like, man, that would be a, a cool thing to try. But it would be interesting to see if there's anybody that's that's done that or even yeah. done it on a on a ten year deal. Yeah, I I like that idea. Um that's interesting. Just mm -hmm. because a lot of people get focused on I've got to get more units, I gotta get more units. But if you're if you're focused on just one a year with a 15 year mortgage. That's interesting. That's yep. And then after the I 15 have to look years, into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you're done buying property and then you just, yeah. just pull refinance it, pull it out. I mean, every, you're going to have bumps along the way. I would imagine Sure. Yeah. everything would have to work perfect, but that seems like a great strategy. How, however, I'd imagine if everybody started doing that, there would be some tax laws that would come out oh, and be like, Whoa, oh, wait, wait a minute yeah, yeah. here, guys. <laughs> All right. You found what a good loophole. That de that depends though, right? So that depends on if the lobbyist started doing it too. Because if the lobbyist started doing it, and the politicians started doing it, then you know it's going to stick around. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, the only the only thing I I well, I guess you could still do that. So you can only depreciate a property. I think it's for like twenty seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. so I guess that fifteen year mark, you still are able to do that for another. 12 and a half years or so, I guess you're going to sell it after, after then. I don't know. I, I don't know if you keep just refining. I mean, I, it, you would be, you're not say if it all worked out in year five of all that, you haven't paid taxes for the last couple of years because yeah. you're just living off the refinance. So I don't know. Uh, would you need to depreciate it anymore on your taxes? If you're not, I'm going to depreciate it as much as they'll let me, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. Uh, I may ask my CPA when I, when I go meet with him, I've got to schedule that sometimes. I just got to do it. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I was going to put it on the list for today, but it's, I'm not going to do it today. Cause I'll have to commit to it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know I'm my own extension. I'm just going to pay the penalty or whatever. I, I just, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I hate taxes. Yep. Not that I'm trying to hide anything. I just hate the whole process. I mean, I, you mm -hmm. know, it's just, it is what it it's is. It's a pain. 
Do yeah. you use like QuickBooks and stuff to keep everything kind of lined up or? No. <laughs> yeah, just all... I've, got a, uh, I've got a pretty massive spreadsheet that uh, I've been working that I've used for years. Um, and it works for what mm-hmm. we do and for our handful of uh, properties that we have. And then everything else comes in some kind of form, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's basically gather all that stuff and hand it over. <laughs> yeah. Here's yeah. all my receipts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's where I'm at. Luckily I lucked out and found, I've got a really good CPA up here who also does um, quite a bit of investing up here. Yeah. So she's super, super awesome. I did find out a trick. I helped maybe a little, little hack here. If you really want to get in good with your CPA, you hook her up with your buddy. Yeah. Now they're dating. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, anytime we go to dinner, I can write this off. Right, Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) Works out great. Yeah. And you're not talking about just a a business referral. You're talking about. uh, Oh, no, they're dating now. I'm I'm pimping out my friends. That's funny. (laughs) uh, Worked out great. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you get a little ride off when you go eat dinner with them. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> My CPA is married, so that wouldn't, that wouldn't work for me. But Yeah, that probably wouldn't end well. <laughs> um, Might give me a trouble. So with like your, your system you have kind of set up, like, I mean, like, I, I'm sure it's different with every property, but do you have say separate accounts for each one and then you have basically an emergency fund set up for each individual one. Yeah, I do. I have a, um, what I call the trim VC account for every mm-hmm. property. Uh, so that's an acronym for taxes, repairs, insurance, maintenance, vacancy, and capital expenses. So, and I'll come up with this calculation right on what I'm going to spend on all that. Uh, and I'll every month, I'd like to say it's every month, but it's probably once a quarter that I actually sit. I hate doing paperwork. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, once a quarter, I'll sit down and look at everything that came in and start moving that money to those accounts based on the percentage okay. of what it should be. And what I try to do is I try to keep um, six months mm-hmm. uh, operating expenses uh, per account, right? Then after that hits that six month mark, then it'll start going into what I consider another investment fund. So uh, like a down payment for our next property. And then, um, but yeah, each property has its, its own account and it's mm-hmm. all online. You know, there's a master account that I log into and then each, each, each property has its own account underneath that. That's real easy to move money in and out. Is that through just like an online bank or just like yep. your local bank? Okay. Yeah. Who do you use for that? Uh, Capital One. Okay. Yeah. Because I've got a couple of money. I wonder if Discovery you could do it in the same way. Probably. Um, I think most banks have it online presence now. Mm-hmm. Um, the and the reason why I chose um, Capital One is they had they actually have um, one of the better interest rates. Really? At the time when I signed up, yeah, they were, they were, um, offering one of the better interest rates. So, you know, I, it's not money that I plan to use, mm-hmm. um, you know, frequently. So it's just going to sit there. So I thought, well, if it's just going to sit there, why not, you know, earn the most interest I can on it. Right. Yep. So it, 
So it, it requires a few extra steps for me to transfer the money back and forth, but I get a little bit better interest rate. So that's true. Cause that's what I, I've always thought is like, cause me, I don't, I don't work good with say like one big massive fund and I keep track of it myself, like in a no spreadsheet, way. like yeah, I, I need to have like, yeah, property a, okay, this, this is blocked out for this. And like you say, like, okay, yeah. we got six <laughs> months in here, then we'll, then we'll just put that into a big fund. Yeah. Um, how's all that taxed? I, I've, I've often wondered that or whatnot is, at the end of the year, maybe you could say, because a lot of people are like, they only, they only go for like a $150 a door cash flow, right? right. Or $100 yeah. a door in cash flow. But there's probably a lot more in what looks like would be taxable cash flow that they put, a, put aside for CapEx or different stuff like that. So are they only allowing themselves to be taxed on that $100 or do they get taxed on all of say $500 a month rent, you get taxed yeah. on all of that. So you are, um, you're taxed on everything that comes in as rental income, mm -hmm. right? This is where depreciation comes in big time. Oh, right? Okay. Is when you write off those expenses for that property, my, my goal is to never be taxed on, um, rental income. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, depreciation is a huge expense and then anything and everything that happens for that property, you know, I'm keeping that receipt and yep. I'm keeping that documentation, uh, so that it goes toward my deductions. Mm -hmm. Right now you may get taxed on the interest that is, uh, earned in those reserve accounts, mm -hmm. but it's, that's, that's not yeah, that's not rental income. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, technically you are taxed on any additional income, but the idea there is to offset that additional income with deductions. Right. Okay. And, uh, depreciation is, is huge mm -hmm. for that. Cause you can take that. What up to you said 27 years. I think it's 27 and a half at least the last time I looked at it. Yeah. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know that I'll ever own a, a single property for 27 and a half years. I don't know. Yeah. That. That's a long time down there. I yeah. guess that's something I don't even really need to worry about or think about until I mean, yeah. you get there. Well, and there, there's, there's some things, um, and I'm quickly in this area, I'm going to get outside of my, uh, knowledge base, my comfort level here, but <clears throat> there is something, there's some Excel depreciation that you can take. Mm -hmm. So, and this is something you can talk to your CPA about to say, look, you know, if I take all this depreciation, I think it's in year one of owning the property, it'll dramatically low. Like, let's just say you were getting a big bonus for your job this year mm -hmm. and you end up buying this next property. There's something that they can do. There's some kind of form you can fill out that you can take all that depreciation in the first year or maybe oh, wow. the first couple of years. So it can help offset your tax bill, right? So mm -hmm. if you get a big bonus <clears throat> and you don't want to get taxed on that big bonus, then maybe, you know, but uh, that is, I'm getting way outside of my knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Of taxable stuff. So you might want to, you definitely need to talk to your CPA on that one. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, right on. Well, man, right I, on. I've enjoyed it. It's been, it was a quick 30 minutes. It was. <laughs> um, so uh, anything else? 
no, not, not right now. You know, like I say, like, it's kind of, we talked about doing this kind of more frequently, you know what, and as yeah. we kind of warm up a little more, I'll, I'll be able to show you some kind of like what I'm doing or yeah. whatever and, and, and how it's all going. And um, no, I like these. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. Yeah, absolutely. F- physically and virtually warming up, right? <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. 24 hours of daylight's coming. <laughs> that in itself is amazing too. So yep. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I'd cope with that. It's, it's different. The, the, the dark is definitely, it's like, I probably should have like done some red light treatment this winter wise. Cause you just don't get the vitamin D from the sun. So you've got to. So is that a thing? Kinda, red light treatment? Some people say it helps. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really wanted to try it this winter, but I just didn't never got around to it. They've got some things out now called like the human charger and it emits you wear them just like, um, headphones i haven't really dinked with it much but it emits um whatever light into your brain basically <laughs> okay like through ear canal and like there's there's a couple guys like on our battle team that that have tried it and they really yeah. really enjoy it. it's just a couple of minutes a day you put it in and they're one of them's down in watt in seattle so i could see where that you know could be a really big benefit you never really yeah. get the sun there either yeah but yeah. uh Anyway, brother, human charger. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm intrigued by yeah, that thing. Yeah, look it up. Is it? Is it just? It charges your brain. I don't know. It's, it, uh... <laughs> it, it it just emits light, right? You know, I mean, like okay. in Florida, you you, you really don't got to worry about that too much. You got to worry about no. overexposure. Yeah. So some of these areas where, like, like right now, I mean, my skin is pale white, and normally I am super tan. When whiter than this, when, I mean, it's it's kind of sad to say that I live in Florida looking like this. <laughs> But I don't tan well, very easy. I've got a little bit of red, you know, I, yep. I burn quick, you know. Oh, so. no, I turn super dark. So, like, nice. me white is, like, yeah, you're not getting enough sun at all. And it does mess with you. Like, it. Yeah. you definitely got to supplement vitamin D, even if you're just taking it in the pill form. Yeah. That's amazing. That's but. stuff I just, you know, don't have to think about. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But... Well, Anyway, brother, we'll jump off here. You have a great week at work, and I'll schedule another one. Yeah, yeah, let's do it again soon. So uh, okay. Hey, and, and by the t- by the way, the time here is this good for you? Because I know you're yeah. up early. I mean, is it? Yeah. No, this works out really good because I can I can uh, I can knock this out say before I leave work for work. So right now I'm gonna go grab a cup of coffee, throw my work clothes on, and head up to the mine. Nice. Nice. I'd like to get at some point in time, I'd like to get into what you specifically do in the mine. Is that I'm okay. always fascinated by that. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can, uh, stuff. when I have a day off or whatnot, you have a little more time. Maybe we just block out another half hour for you. Okay. And then, uh, we have a little bit more time to chat it up. Sounds good. All right. Hi, right, Bryce. Stay warm, buddy. I'll talk to you, talk soon. To you later. All right. Bye. Bye.